Ew. Smells like it's time for another Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Good luck, studio. Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Oh, there's going to be some drama ahead. All I wanted was a pie. And then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. Hello. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Is it metaphorical? Is it, is it deep? Is it deep? Oh, boy. He said all that shy is right. Mimey, Governor. It's the Shy Life Podcast. Hello, Paul. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shy Life Podcast with Paul the Shy Yeti. How are you doing? I'm alright. So, uh, what's this episode going to be about? Well, it's an exciting one because it sees the return of my birthday twin, Andy. Yes, you remember, he was here talking about Australian soaps uh, of the 70s and 80s last time. Yes, we were born on the very same day. He's slightly older than me. Uh, I think you can tell, you know. It makes a big difference, those two hours. (laughs) I'm teasing, I'm teasing. No, we are almost exactly the same age, but he is just those two or three hours older. Um, so he gets to, he gets to boss me around because he's like the older dominant twin. Uh, I guess I'll do whatever you say, Andy, I promise. No, it's not like that at all. It's very nice. That's very nice to have a birthday twin. Um, anyway, so what are we going to talk about this time? Well, let's start the episode and I'll tell you and he'll be arriving any minute now. Okay, let's run that theme music. Darling, it's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> But it's a positive thing for me. A high life, the shy life. You won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Um, I'll, I'll go anywhere from a place Delicious. Hello, Captors. How are you? You quite like a big bang, don't you? Oh, yippee. Go shy yeti. Oh, I hope he hasn't found out my secret. Maybe he has. I love the yeti. That's my favourite thing. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Yeah, I, I have a spring key drawn to Yeti Uncle John's ankles as well. But has the Shy Life podcast though, Dan? I don't think so. Has anyone seen my hot sausage? It's all gooey and greasy and yum, 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 yum. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for it to begin. It's the Shy Life podcast. <laughs> I'd like that. Yeah. <laughs> Marvellous. Marvellous, Paul. Hi there. So, um... Yes. This time, we well, we may be talking about those Aussie soaps we love so much again, but I said to him last time we recorded, I'd really like to ask him the sort of questions I often ask a new guest, you know, favourite this, favourite that, uh, because, you know, we've talked about the fact that we're born the same day, we've talked about the Aussie shows we like, uh, you know, on on this show and also in our, our messages. But there are lots of things I don't know about him and probably lots of things he doesn't know about me. Uh, so i like to ask him some questions. I'd like to see if there are any other similarities because, you know, we, we definitely have some 
similarities in, in our interests. So uh, although he is a dog person and I'm a cat person, so that's a difference. Although we do take our tea very similar. Um, yes. Paul, uh, it must be very strange having a birthday twin. Uh, y- yes, Yeti Uncle John, it is. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you a question. I have a theory. Okay. Yeah. So you and Andy are born the same day. Yes, same day, same year. All right. So is there any possibility, right? Right? Any possibility of what? Well, is there any possibility that you are the same person? Is there any possibility I'm the same person? No, we're not the same person. We are totally different people. There wasn't just one person born on our birthday. (laughs) It's possible that he was born where he was born and I was born where I was born, just on the same day. Oh, well, but he he was a lookout. He, he, He went out first. You you just followed, you know, whimpering and and moaning like a baby. What? I was a baby. He was a baby too, and 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 I don't think he was on the lookout because he didn't know about me and I didn't know about him. You do say the strangest things sometimes, did you, Uncle John? Oh, so so he's not the same person. I mean, you're you're not the same person. No, Andy and I are two separate people. Believe it or not. All right. Well, he's here. Okay, he's here. If he's here, then you know that he is a separate... Per- yeah, Yeti Uncle John, you baffle me sometimes. I'm sorry, it's just a theory, I just wondered. thought it could be clones of one another. That, I mean, that would explain why there's two of you, just that so you're the same person. Oh, right. Well, it sounds like very scientific research you've done. Yes. Oh, listeners, Andy's here, so we're going to talk to him now. And thankfully, Yeti Uncle John will be doing something else, won't you? I will. I'll be listening quietly. Very quietly. So quietly we don't even know you're there. Yes, Paul. Okay, let's talk to Andy. I'm back, back again for another, another dose. I know she didn't put you off. <laughs> Not uh, at all, mate. And, and and this time we, this time we're going to have a range of subjects. We're going to find out a bit more about you and me, and any similarities we might have other than we already know we both like. Australian soaps from the seventies and eighties, and yep. uh, but but there are other things I don't know. So, um, but I do, I do know that we we agree on strength of tea for a start. Definitely quite strong. Um, um, in fact, <clears throat> I'm sat here with a cup of tea now. It's Co-op Ninety Nine Tea. Yeah, because um, I'm a great believer that I think if you keep having the same tea over and over and over, yeah. it gets t- 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 it loses the flavour a bit. And I think every couple of boxes you should maybe change brand. <clears throat> yeah, um, that's why there's so many different brands of tea. So I was yeah. on Yorkshire Tea, but I've now gone to Co-op Ninety yeah. Nine, um, and I've actually left the bag in the cup. Oh yeah, I do that sometimes. And did. It was that's that's a medium size. Is that a medium size cup? Do you have it's any just medium- a medium size cup? Because yeah. I find if it, the cup's too big, the tea bags aren't. There's not enough tea to keep it to keep the strength. Do you have a double? Leave the bag in. Do you have a double tea bag? I do. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, I've got to. If 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 I'm in a really long meeting or I just yeah. can't be bothered to go back to the kitchen and make another drink, sometimes I yeah. do have a bigger mug and I have yeah. put two tea bags yeah. in. Yeah. I must confess that. Yeah, I've done that too. So um, <laughs> this is important stuff, listeners. So is, uh, one one of the things I wanted to ask you about yes. this, Paul. I'm not yeah. really a big fan on astrology, but I have read stuff over the years, yeah. and there is this theory, isn't there, that I know we weren't born in the same town, no. but the fact that we were born within was it is it two three hours of each other yeah i'm 10 i'm 10 p.m and you're and i'm 7 p.m just before 7 p.m yeah astrology seems to think that you know i mean and really when you look at the the scale of the planet earth we weren't really that far apart were we maybe 100 miles or so so the the kind of astrological uh, uh precept is that we should be quite similar yeah. Because we're yeah. the you know Saturn was in the same place as Venus or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Notice I chose those two planets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know I think well we get on for a start, so we have both have a sense of humour. I think so. That's something that's. A, I mean, maybe we're scraping it sort of things, but I think no, that's why I'm kind of interested in though what because I mean you're definitely more of a dog person. I'm more of a cat person, so that's a difference. Mm. But but I. I, when I get to know a dog, I I, I like a dog. So, um, it's it's sometimes I've had a few bad experiences being a paper boy. You see that that was the problem. Um, but right. once I've met dogs and I got to know them, then then that's they're absolutely fine. And I, I, I was going to say I, I know something that people that pretend to prefer cats have always said to me is that they prefer maybe the independence of the cat and the fact yeah. that the cat isn't constantly demanding and in some ways. Dogs can be quite like small children. Not that I've ever had small children, <laughs> no, but um, no. they're constantly wanting attention and constantly wanting to be around you. Whereas with a cat, you can let them do their own thing a bit more, and they're a bit yeah. more they'll they'll clear off and, and and you won't see them for a few hours. And the bit that always makes me laugh most of all is when you go on Facebook and people all have, look at this poor cat. This poor <laughs> cat is in my garden. It's been abandoned. It's so <laughs> lost. And you think it's not lost. It's playing you. It knows what you've got. It's after some food. It's from down the road. And you're like the third person today. It's done it too. Or, so or, 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 or if it, or if it is like, uh, we, we live, we live, my parents live in a village and I'm recording from their house. We've had strays come and like sometimes an owner has died or moved or whatever and the, the cat, for whatever reason, didn't go with them. Um, uh, and and it, it'll, it'll find a new home for itself. It'll of go from garden to garden. So, so they're quite sort of, they're probably auditioning us. They're like, so what's this one like? No, That's no, it. No, don't want. That's uh, that, it. Spot on. They know a lot more than, 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 than we think they do. Um, uh, I, I think, my cat Dealey has a few doggy traits as well. So right. like when, when the postman comes and the post comes through, he, I always say he goes to the front door to see what's going on. Cause he's very, he's very much, if he was a person, he'd be a foreman. He'd be like, a, uh, uh, you know, when, when we have had builders in the, in the flat, he kind of comes and has a look and see what's going on. And I mean, you've even seen him sort of stick his head in the, the toolbox and oh, I've had to apologize. I'm so sorry. My cat's just making sure you're okay. So, so convention says <laughs> postman's at the door with your parcel. Yeah, or maybe it's yeah. the Amazon person. Yeah. Cat shouldn't have any interest at all. And we'll probably just turn away and have a quick look and then think, oh, all right, something more interesting out there, out in the other room. A dog should be kind of thundering yeah. down the stairs. Mm. Who's this person? Who's this person? <laughs> Maybe barking, territorial. Yeah. Who's yeah. this invader? Yeah. Uh, and might be quite savage towards or quite, quite aggressive or barking. And, yeah. And... yeah. 
Is that the conventional thinking? That's what I, I think people think. No. Yeah. Our dog is like the most... Someone's at the, in fact, we all often said, if people did just walk in, she'd be wanting... She'd be just saying, oh, come here and pet me. Come here and pet me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, she's just not interested. Well, Dealey would... I would say Dealey goes to the door, checks if there's any mail for him, and if there isn't, then he'll just walk away. He won't. He wouldn't. He's not doggy enough that he'd pick it up or or, or bring it. He he's uh, he's just checking to make sure there's nothing for him. He's he's very self self centered. <laughs> but mm. um, he has got because he's eighteen and a half now. So and he has he did have like a health thing during the pandemic where we had to we had to get a cat ambulance to come and take him away and sort him oh. out. And, and 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 I think he was he's being very much more. Um, sort of suffering from anxiety since then doesn't like to be separated from us so he's become he doesn't really like it at night time even though he could walk in my my bedroom and uh, and sleep on my on my bed he doesn't really want to do that he wants to get in the rooms where he where the doors are closed or um yeah he so he makes sort of more do you like get that thing with the kind of the poor <laughs> scratching on the door well, he sort of makes noises. He sort of makes wailing uh-huh. noises, and I mean, it might be it might be slight cat dementia. Um, but I mean, he's fine when like when you're with him, um, and we get we have lots of nice cuddles, and he watches Sons and Daughters with me, and 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 if I'm playing Fortnite, you can see he's watching the things moving on the screen and stuff. So yeah, so I, he's still got a good quality of life, but he's always been a house cat, so his life has always been more towards whoever's lived in the house so 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 that for me that's one of the reasons why i'm a dog person because i'm terrified that my pet would run out and something awful would happen because i'm stupid i know what i'm like i don't always look when i'm crossing the road and i can (laughs) just see the worst you know 10 10 ton juggernaut thundering down the road oh hi i would be that person that would be run over Um, so that's kind of why i think i prefer dogs because i think doesn't well i'm kind of think having a dog in the house is fine Mm, i think if i had a cat and it wanted to go out i'd feel a bit Mm. torn between can i let it out is it safe that kind of thing i'm not exactly on a busy road but i'm on a uh, but i'm at my flat i'm by a railway station that's a a sort of smallish country one but there's still cars coming in and and it's a very crowded car park there's not much room for Car, you know, cars. If not careful, you're, they're backing into each other and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't have been happy with him. Uh, he can go. I have a little yard in the front of my flat, and he can go out into the yard. But I would always go, go with him and wander around the yard with him, rather than letting him just you know, go, letting him go out and then go back into the house. I I, I keep a, a watchful eye on him. But uh, and and I really don't have a problem with my dog on the lead. She's on that lead. She's safe. I can, yeah. I can stop her. I can, you know, I can keep that control. That to me feels <laughs> why I think I prefer dogs because I think they're looking to you for that security and you've got that security with them. Whereas yeah. I feel with a cat, maybe that independence scares me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, going back to TV, uh, other than Australian shows that we know we like, what would you say? are the TV shows that you always tune in for or the sort of TV shows you'd watch? Oh, gosh. Well, I've just been watching um, a documentary. I love factual documentaries. I like to see uh, true crime, uh, mysteries, things that have really happened where maybe they didn't know the answer and then years later it was all resolved because the DNA test came through. Yeah. I'm not keen on, on crime 
uh, fiction, though, I find that's mm. a little bit. Uh, you know, there's enough stuff, bad stuff going on in the world, and um, mm. I quite like um, not kind of nature programs, but almost like where they'll show you like a volcano exploded. Or yeah. I watched a really good one recently. It was the it was terrible. It was, I mean, mm. it was it was fascinating to watch, but the story was dreadful. It was the mm. um, the tourist in New Zealand who went across to the island, and then the volcano erupted, mm-hmm. and and. I just remember this bit where there was about three parties of people on the island and and they were going to this, it was like a lagoon Mm. and the lagoon was described as this emerald green crystal water. Mm. Not today. It's all foaming. (laughs) Oh, isn't this a novelty? It's all foamy Mm. and white and and it's starting Mm. to jet up. And and you think, yeah, because there's an eruption happening. You know, it was dreadful. They literally had to get off the island within minutes and, Some of them were on honeymoon, and some of them were mm. business people on a tour. At that moment, that meant nothing. It mm. was it was everyone for themselves. And mm. I think I just love seeing um, things that have really happened, kind mm. of true facts and, and and stuff like that. I like. Um, there's a few. They're not really TV shows, but they're they're channels on YouTube. There are one or two travelogue shows that I watch. Uh, there's one called The Endless Adventure, which is a couple from America. They used to travel over the whole world. And then in, in the pandemic, they renovated an RV and wow. Uh, and, and then because uh, they're based in America, they that they have they have kind of started to go a bit further afield again. But they're also kind of driving around America, and and it's just kind of interesting because I haven't been able to travel as much with what with my rheumatism and stuff. I kind of appreciate seeing some of these places that uh, uh, I haven't got to yet, or, or, or may never get to. But uh, it's it's still nice to you know you can you can never go. Um, you know, everywhere anyway. So it's always nice to see. But I suppose with the um, internet and, um, well, I suppose it's basically the internet, isn't it? Because we mm-hmm. can choose what we want mm-hmm. to watch. You can go anywhere you want to go um, yeah. on your screen. And that's interesting around kind of traveling around. That's something that's something I'd like to perhaps do at one point in my life, mm. maybe travel somewhere. And um, mm. I was thinking a few weeks ago, it would be interesting to travel maybe, if you think of a whole continent, to mm. maybe go from one end to the other. And mm. for the Americas, you know, to perhaps start in Alaska, I don't even know if it's possible. You, yeah. You're going through multiple countries with different um, political situations going on. But would it be possible to perhaps go from Alaska through Canada to mm. through the States to Mexico and then perhaps some of the South American countries and yeah. perhaps end up at the bottom down in Chile or something where it's pretty yeah. cold? And mm. Mm. Um, is it, um, what's the, what's the, the really mm. bit at the bottom where um is that santiago i'm, I'm not i'm i should Patagonia, know better right I should, yeah, I should, yeah i should know better how how similar does that feel to right at the top and and mm. it would be i mean I, I don't even know how long it would take it's probably mm. about a six month trip or something because it's mm. a pretty it's pretty much north to south isn't it but yeah something like that would really interest me how adventurous are you with holidays and things I, i've seen you go to yeah. I like going to different places, but um, I've got I've got a bad back, and um, mm. I have a bit of sciatica from time to time. So I'm not I'm not keen to be climbing mountains, Paul. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but uh, those you... days are gone. But I, I like to visit somewhere different, and maybe um, somewhere I've never been before. Tried some different food, and and just mm. experience the kind of the the kind of real culture of it. I, I feel like I've kind of stayed relatively safe. I've never been to Australia, for instance. I mean, I've always kind of kind of wanted to, but then I've also been very hot and poisonous spiders and 
and and, and snakes. you know snakes and stuff and maybe it's just safer to watch prisoner <laughs> and, and or what you know you get to see the beach if you watch home and away you, get, you know you, you've got a whole range of each if you want to see a hospital in, in australia you watch your so doctors. having 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 watched more australian content in the last um the last two or three years, obviously, with the pandemic and stuff, mm-hmm. when we had a lot more time to sit around and watch stuff. And, and obviously, mm-hmm. stuff's become more available through streaming and DVDs. There's a lot more mm-hmm. now than there was maybe 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Australia really is on my list now of places yeah. I'd really like to visit and, and, and maybe do all those things. Perhaps perhaps go from Melbourne to Sydney and... Mm-hmm. and um, maybe go across is it the Nullarbor to, to where mm. Nola McKenzie came from. <laughs> yeah. They 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 do that journey from is it is it Adelaide to Sydney on Sons and Daughters. They do it very quickly. They're, they're in one scene, they're in one and then a couple of scenes oh. later they've already trained they've already well, in two. Yeah. Let's be honest, it's 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 one studio to the next, isn't it? I thought it was real. <laughs> I was reading a thing um I can't remember which actor it was, but I was reading something the other day where they were talking about how the filming schedule, they do so mm. many days in the studio in Sydney. Mm. Um, and to burst the bubble, uh, everything that was filmed in Melbourne in the houses was still in, in yeah, yeah, you know, it was filmed in Sydney. But yeah. then they'd have to fly them down or, or shuttle them down to Melbourne to do a couple mm. of outdoor scenes. And yeah. sometimes it would be kind of like Beryl comes to the front door and steps outside and turns around and waves at someone, goes back in. <laughs> yeah. And it's just that wave bit that was done. And you think that was really um, ambitious to kind of have that just that single wave shot. Yeah. And that's why she's down in Melbourne for a couple of hours. Yeah, I'm getting towards the last hundred episodes at the moment. Uh, I'd be really interested because because you're 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 doing quite well. Uh, we'll, we'll uh, listeners, we it was we were guaranteed to be talking about Australian <laughs> soap operas at some point, just a little bit of this episode. So, but um, but because because I've got Andy hooked on on Sons and Daughters now. I'm so. on season two. Good, good. So um, I think. It won't be too much of a shot that we are going to come back and talk about that yeah. again, aren't we? Yeah, we'll do yeah. a special one on yeah. that. Um, but I'm. Uh, it's just weird that some people really don't like the later seasons, and, and it all seems to come down to a particular producer who takes over in, I think, beginning of season four. And and um, but I love. I, I I it was season five and season six that I watched originally back in the nineties, and and I'm watching those again now, and I'm still lo- loving them and. Uh, I just don't understand why people don't like it. it it's it has, it's evolved and changed, and it's a uh, it's really it's just really um, addictive. I suppose it's I suppose it's back to that thing we said about Scream that it's <clears throat> it's very unusual that something that runs for a long time keeps the momentum going mm. at the same quality. Mm. Very often things start to tail off a bit, and and something else that I, I really enjoyed was um, Orange Is the New Black. But yeah. again, mm. towards the end, I kind mm. of felt. I thought the season was there a season where they had a riot, and it was like the whole. I, yeah, that season was like. Yeah. What was, I thought that was quite well done. But I like next, that season. The next yeah. season was a bit. Mm, not I've never sure actually. Is, yeah, I've never actually watched the last few episodes because I was a bit like, I, I was. It's lost something. It's lost something, but I really like that season where it was all where they taken it. It was good that they devoted the whole season to, to that plot line. Um, and another one that I watched, which um, I mean, I don't know whether or not people still think it's acceptable to watch this now, given, mm. given what, what kind of happened, but uh, house of cards, mm. uh, um, yeah. 
I found that really gripping. But again, the last season, it's just like I haven't even I've watched maybe three episodes and got bored of it. And mm. you think something that gripped me so much in the early series. Yeah. Um, but then as soon as it kind of gets to the last season and, and, and he's gone and it's the wife that's now the president, I just thought this is just it, daft. It's... It, it is bad because I know people don't necessarily tend to, I mean, I do tend to still buy, if I like something a lot, I want to have a DVD or I want to have a Blu-ray, but because um, you never know where it's, I mean, a lot of the Australian soaps, that they're not on channels you can stream anyway so uh we wouldn't want to be held hostage by some mm. particular we, we we want to we want to own yeah. them but um but but i i did i used to like walking dead and i bought quite a few seasons of that yes um but then i started to not enjoy it and and i and then now i'm not sure so i've got like the first say seven six or seven seasons and because i didn't like it so much after that well, am i ever going to go back and watch those first six Knowing that I don't like the late, is the whole show dead for me now? Literally, or not literally? Um, but mm. I did actually go back and finally, because it was on Disney Plus when we had Disney Plus, and I thought, okay, I watched those last few seasons I never saw, and it did sort of pick up again in the last season or so. But there was there, there was it's a shame when a series goes on for ages and you really like it early on and, or or some point of it, and then at some point it kind of goes off the boil for you and mm. it's, it's difficult to know how to feel about a show that's done that um but i know so, um, so, something i really <clears throat> don't like is reality tv i haven't really got time for any of that i just mm. find it quite it's is it lowest lowest denominator or something yeah. it's just mm. um it's just dreadful isn't it it's cheap to make cheap to show and it's just pointless i, I watched um like Big Brother when it was new, like the first couple, two or three seasons or whatever. But I know I'm generally not that, that keen. And, I, and I've never, <clears throat> I've never really been into the, the 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 sort of the X factors and that sort of thing. No. Because to me, it I want to know. I don't really care about the formation of the. I, I'm not saying that I haven't bought some music by some of the winners, just but that would have had to have been because I like the song. Not, I, not I, because you followed. Not because I followed it. Because yeah, because it doesn't really to me. It doesn't matter how you know interesting that might be to some to some people. If they're sort of songs they're going to do a rubbish, then well, I'm not interested anymore. I, um, it's so it's so disposable <clears throat> though, isn't it? And and to think mm. in the eighties, people used to talk about a lot of the. Um, it I find it quite funny. I, I saw recently there was um the documentaries on about Stock Aitken Waterman and they you know mm. at the time when all that music was out in the late eighties, mm. it was all this is just disposable rubbish pop music. Yeah. Funny how forty years later people are still talking about it and people yeah. are still uh watching Rick Astley doing his dance on YouTube and, mm. and people are still interested, whereas there's perhaps a lot of other music from that era that's gone and forgotten, apart from maybe a few niche fans. Yeah, um, well, that's one of the things I'm, I think we're probably going to be skipping around subjects as we mention them. But one of the things I don't know really is what music you like. Um, what, what, what you? I've got really, I've got really what, uh, broad taste in music. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure I have a favourite band. Mm. What about <laughs> yourself? You tell me what you like, and yeah, then I'll okay. say whether or not I like that. <laughs> well, um, I probably say I, I like, I like. Well, the, to start with, I was in the eighties. I was really keen on the sixties, so, um, 
So I loved the Beatles when okay. I was a te- when I was like ten or eleven, or whatever. I loved the Beatles and I loved ABBA. So I started right. with I started with Be- the Beatles and ABBA, which I think is a very good starting point because you've got the rock side and you've got the pop side. Mm. And, and I think I was very influenced by what my parents wanted me to listen to or what they felt was obse- acceptable to them, or they didn't mind hearing the Beatles or they didn't mind hearing ABBA. Uh, I was in I was in Greece in like nineteen eighty, and I remember going to a record shop. Uh, they were trying to find something that they could buy me for. A ho- this was before my brother came along, so I was the only child at that point. And I remember them buying the ABBA album Voulez Vous, which must have been about a year old at the time. And uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I'd shown any interest in ABBA particularly at that point. I felt like I think it was perhaps they wanted to hear it, but um, but I've always been more into music than my parents. But I say my parents were the sort of people who might buy a my greatest hits whereas i'm if i get into something you know i want to have all the albums of the bands i like all the um so i it took me a while to sort of get it to catch up with the 80s because right. because i'd been listening to old music and the f- the first I, I i remember buying a tape of blondie uh but hiding it because i wasn't sure if i was allowed to have anything that wasn't sanctioned by my parents <laughs> and, uh, and then the first new, new album I bought that was in the charts when I bought it was the second Pet Shop Boys album. Right. Um, and and then I I would kind of explore bands that were kind of maybe had the template of ABBA and the Beat and uh, and the Beatles. So uh, perhaps other sixties bands or or rather embarrassingly things like Bucks Fears because two men, two women. It must be like they must be like ABBA. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. A, I wasn't trend, trendy at all. Uh, and also, obviously, I was into the, into ABBA after they split up. When the only people who liked ABBA were people's parents. Um, right. so, so I got taken the Mickey off for liking ABBA, which of course is one of those things that you know it's come come they they they, they uh, their fortunes were revived, have been revived, and 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 so. Um, uh, so w- one of the nineteen sixties bands that <clears throat> I really like is the Mamas and the Papas. Oh yeah, definitely. Yes, I think all their songs are just fantastic, and I can yeah. remember somebody bought me um, a compilation tape. It was one of their greatest hits uh, albums on on a cassette, yeah. and I just couldn't stop playing it. and And I've got all their albums. Yeah, uh, and I just think some of the tracks that people are less familiar with are actually quite psychedelic and quite. Mm, um, mm. I like the way that on on i think maybe it's their second and third album there's a real switch between the tracks where michelle's singing and and the tracks where cass is singing and 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 i just think it i know they were mostly a vocal band because i think it was it was it was studio musicians Mm. that they worked Mm. with um but i just think the harmonies between them and the story of how they got together and i know there's one song where they go through it all yeah that's right talk about um never know how to pronounce that like creaky alley or something yeah yeah. Yeah. and it's the history of, of the different and actually when when you google it they yeah. were actually quite mixing with some quite significant people mm-hmm. um and and weren't wasn't wasn't john behind um organizing one of the big pop festivals in the late 60s yeah. i don't think it was woodstock but it was something yeah. on, on quite a a, mm-hmm. a big level mm-hmm. um and um just just fascinating to read the story and obviously so sad that Cass died um, yeah, so a yeah. few years later yeah um so that's one of the kind of 60s bands that i like but I, I kind of get quite magpie like, and and I might like say at one point I I might over completely overlook a band and something will 
interests me and suddenly i'll be like really keen on david bowie or something like that or or i hear a song and then suddenly i want to know all about david bowie and um and 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 sometimes it's friends playing songs or hearing one particular song that is perhaps an obscure song thinking oh i like the sound of that one i was very into Britpop when i was at university right um and and started going to gigs and ne- never sort of the really massive bands not the blurs and oasis although i I, I like. I was really into Blur, but I saw bands like Pulp and Elastica and Sleeper and the small, the medium-sized bands, smaller venues, uh, and then also some of the really more obscure ones that didn't necessarily have 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 hits. I can remember from uni days. Interesting <coughs> that you mentioned kind of uni time. Um, I can remember really being into Sonic Youth and mm-hmm. uh, Nirvana, mm. but also Saint Etienne. Yeah, Saint Etienne. Um, who else was there from that era? I was also probably from being a bit younger than that. I was, mm. and, and, and still am today. Really keen on the B fifty twos. I've always oh, thought I, that music was really really. Oh uh, yeah, B fifty twos is one of my favourites. Um, I, I can remember being. Um, in fact, uh, this is one of my early memories. I can remember. I remember being in, 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 in probably been the town centre where I grew up and mm. maybe walking past a shop that had got a TV on. Maybe it was mm. like an early MTV or something. Yeah. And seeing the Rock Lobster being, I don't know whether yeah. it was their video or whether they were playing it live, but it was a clip yeah. and thinking, that's amazing. And just being really fascinated by it. And then maybe six months later, hearing it again on the radio and, and just being really astounded by it. And then once I did start buying tapes and cds myself they, mm. they they were a band that i really um i really kind of looked out for i've seen them live twice I, have you yeah i and also i had tickets for them two other times where they cancelled so i was kind of beginning to think i was never going to get to see them i the first time i think i had tickets was around the time of september 11th so understandably right. they, they wanted to cancel and then i feel like because they did an album the last album they did was about 2007 and i think that they mm. Possibly, which I really loved that album. But was that was that Funplex? Uh, Funplex, yeah. Funplex, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and um, I feel like perhaps the album. I don't know if they cancelled because they thought the stuff it would be ready and it got pushed back. So, but anyway, I did see them twice in 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 London. Um, uh, I think I also saw them perhaps a little bit late, maybe in the early teens as well. Uh, I follow them on Instagram. Yeah. And- you know, they they still they've just announced two more performances, although yeah. they finished touring now. Yeah. I think they're still gonna and it's just Fred and Kate and Cindy now that are, yeah. are doing yeah. the performances because I think yeah. Keith decided he's he's right, still yeah. part of the band, but yeah. he's gonna appear with them. But um they they've announced a couple more performances for I think for later in the year. But it's just amazing following them and you know, to yeah. think that there might be people that you were quite um a fan of maybe mm. back in the day. Mm. Now you can follow them on Instagram and you could even message I mean they're probably not yeah. going to message you back, mm. but you never know, they might read what you've said. And I yeah. think um there was there was one where um I'd made a comment on and and, and, and it was liked and it was like, mm. Oh, that, that actually meant yeah, something know, because yeah. you don't know who I am. You know, yeah. you obviously obviously not if they listen to this podcast they might they might look out <laughs> who I am. But um just to think that you've actually read what i've said mm. i just think that kind of feedback element of where we are today with digital age is is quite powerful 
I, I've had Twitter, a small, short Twitter chat. We'll come back to music, but I, I'm, I'm a fan of the Tales of the City books, but by Armstrong Morpin, and um, I've had little conversations on Twitter with him. I presume it's him. Um, I got him to sign some. Well, I went on his website and I paid for him to sign some books to me. But I got, I got him to sign them to Shayeti, and I, when I got the book, I sort of took a photo and said, um, you know, it, it arrived, and he said, oh, ni- nice to put a face to the Shayeti, and and I, I was thinking, my, what are my favourite authors? He like knows he doesn't know who I am, but he knows of me. He he has he has, seen, he has thought of the word Chayetti <laughs> because you've got that distinctive name yeah. and that 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 kind of would stick that would stick in someone's memory. So yeah. Um, yeah. well done, that's really good. Yeah, and there's other you know with the Doctor Who liking and and various other shows I I, I like you, know, you do get to have little chats or you say something and and that they you know you get likes or you get comments little, little comments. Or I remember being told by I. I think I tweeted to some doctor, eighties Doctor Who companion, and it, and I was and I was on I was on a cold like Clapham Junction station, and and, and she tweeted back, um, oh, keeping the warm. I've been told to keep in the warm by by a nineteen eighties Doctor Who companion. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Just just on music, and and mm, I mean, mm. I'm I'm not the only person that likes this. There's at least a couple of others as well. But I also really like um, all the incidental music from Prisoner. And mm. there's a couple of people online who, um, in fact, one of them I actually met him years ago. Um, mm in Coventry um mm. they 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 find out and they upload all of the tracks that are played in the background um on on a lot of the kind of tv shows but predominantly the australian ones and a lot of it is kind of 70s and 60s folk yeah. and mm. um some of the incidental pieces as well you can go down real rabbit holes with that because um i know there was somebody who'd looked at episodes and actually worked out what the tracks were and, and done a playlist um and i just find that fascinating as well to kind of stalk other people People's playlists and yeah, yeah. what they're listening to but if you if you google it there's stuff out there on, on youtube you can find all of the tracks um and sometimes yeah, if i'm in the house sense. alone I'll, I'll i'll just play some <laughs> and pretend i'm still in the back in the laundry or <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say about the B-52s, I remember, I, around the time, I think I probably got into them, I also connected the B-52s with somebody who was kind of, I was interested in, in the early 90s as well, but they lent me that the first greatest hits, which had all the early stuff on. And okay. I remember that, I remember that being quite a, uh, I wanted to like it because I liked him, but I, I, I it was, it, compared to what else I'd been listening to up to that point, it was quite different to what I'd been mm. listening. It was quite different to the Beatles, quite different to Abba, plus it's you know quite different to Pet Shop Boys, um, and 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 it took me a while to sort of my mind to kind of. I think it was a good. They were a good band to get into because it those sorts of things. If you always listen to very similar types of things, you're never going to explore. What, but that sort of helped me sort of like what, what's my brain could cope with B52s. Then I could explore 
uh, out and out and and and, um, and, and uh, I was at uni with someone who was really obsessed with the B-52s and, and I think she, she, she'd seen them. Mm. Um, she'd been over to the States and had seen them and um, absolutely loved them. And um, I can remember asking what, what's your favorite album? And I don't think I've got one. I think, I think they're all good. I think they're all mm. good in different ways. I yeah. really liked the first two albums because apparently that, They'd record. They'd written all of those songs originally. Yeah. Um. Put half of them on the first album, and then when they got their record deal and were going to continue, uh, the material that hadn't been on the first album went on the second album. So yeah. you've got that whole set, that whole kind of. I think for me, those first two albums are almost like a part one and a part two, mm. and then you've got that project that they did with David Byrne that didn't quite work out, but there's some really good tracks on it, Mesopotamia yeah, yeah, and Love Land, and um, that's yeah. an amazing track, Love Land is. Keith Lorraine. Um, <laughs> yeah, and um, the one about the cake, let's yeah. let's kind of, yeah. you think, what does, like, what's that reference <laughs> in it? Is that, is that drugs? Who knows? Uh, yeah. But then you've got the switch then to, I guess, the kind of more mid-80s, the synth pop stuff with the... Um, Bouncing of Satellites. That's a weird album because that's a little yeah. bit like their old stuff, but then a little bit like what they were about to do. And the other one, Whammy. Yes, yeah. Uh, with... Um, song for a future generation some of the mm. listeners might be familiar with where yeah. they all get a little part in that don't yeah, they They all yeah. say what they like and um, star signs again <laughs> and and i was i remember i was fascinated they, they they'd recorded a track which was a cover of a yoko ono song which was mm. don't worry but the mm. she wasn't happy with this mm. and the record company forced them to to kind of remove it from the album and they had to do um an instrumental um, version of an mm, earlier track and yeah. replace it. And and I've always been fascinated trying to, well, I mean, it was, it was leaked online a few years ago, yeah. but I'm, I can remember in the nineties being fascinated, trying to get hold of a copy of don't worry by the B 52s mm. or, or trying to find a copy of the album that actually had it on because apparently there were some that were pressed originally. Um, and it's a really bizarre track with them shrieking and, 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 and making weird noises and, and, yeah. um, it's 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 very different and, and 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 quite creative i think i think um i was sort of i got to the point i i i was i was liking them around the time when um uh, and i've got oh um what's the the album off uh the the, the album they did in 93 92 93 before they good, stopped good stuff good stuff yes i knew it was the name of the, the single um, cindy's not on that album is that's she? right no that's where she she kind of retired by then and, and yeah. said look thanks guys it's been yeah. the blast but yeah. you know we've all kind of moved on and she she kind of stepped back at that point yeah. didn't she but um i i had all of those all the singles from those albums on on CD single yes. around the time I was starting university and things like that, uh, and, and so I remember that being a really big album at the time. See, uh, if 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 we if if fate had brought us together back yeah. then, we we know we might have um, we might have been able to sit and talk about that back then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other eighties bands I'm really into. I love. Duran Duran. I didn't necessarily like Duran Duran in the eighties, but I love. But you like I, I love, them now, yeah. Um, and I, I and I started to like them. There was a couple of things that happened. I had a copy of De- Decade, the greatest hits, the first greatest hits, when I went on holiday, and I I was never. 
when I was in my teen, when I was a teenager, I never was a sulky teenager except for one holiday when I went to Spain. I remember being sulky for just two weeks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the sunshine and light, other than that. Um, and I remember like taking quite a lot of books. I was probably reading like a lot of Agatha Christie, and I took about a, a book a day with me. And I sat in the car a lot and didn't didn't go. And and I got a copy of Decade, and I just listened to that, and that kind of saved that holiday for me. And then when I went to university, I had a bit. At the end of my first term, I had a bit of a, uh, a, 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 a bit of a, a, a bit of a trouble, a bit of a heartbreak, and um, it was when the wedding album came out, when which had okay. ordinary world and that sort of thing, and I just remember playing that album loads and loads as I was wandering around Sutton Park trying. Uh, oh, also at the same time, my video camera. I just started doing Sutton Park at that point, and my video camera packed up. And so just when I needed distraction, when something like that had happened, I mean, obviously, I was still doing my university work, supposedly, but uh, I, I could have, I, I needed to be as busy as possible. And my video camera packed up for uh, about three months, which I always blame when it came back. And that's why I think I did end up doing so many episodes of Southern Park, because I, that three months when I really wanted to get started and get going with it. Um, so when I did get it back, I just went crazy, really. <laughs> so did you, did you, straight from school to a levels to university yeah so that's that's yeah. the same as me so yeah. we would have yeah. been at university in the same i think yeah. we said that last time when we yeah, spoke right. you, yeah. you you came up to the midlands yeah and you left <laughs> and, I, I, and i went and i went further north so yeah. um that's kind of we went our separate ways then didn't we so yeah. that, that, that that would be the same era yeah um, what did you do your degree in library and information studies wow just because i was a librarian like until relatively recently for all those years after my mm. year, so but it runs in the family my mum was a librarian until she had me and then my aunt and uncle were also librarians um i i i, I but i chose my course via clearing because i i really yeah i wanted to do media studies and that was the year that we went to university was when media studies was like the new subject and you really needed three a's to do it and i wasn't ever going to get three I, I was good at english but that's all i was good at really i was i, was so just good at I did an english degree but mm. i got my place through clearing as well because uh-huh. i wasn't i wasn't really sure what i wanted to do and i think as as i was coming towards the end of my a levels i was maybe starting to feel a little bit uncertain with what i wanted to do with my life and mm. um i did a sociology a level as well and i was mm. i was more interested in that than i was in english but i was good at english yeah. uh, and yeah. we'd we'd done a level we'd had a bit of a drama module and i'd been mm. really good at that and really mm. loved it and um but i was more interested in sociology but i kind of lost the um i think i'd lost my um my mojo when mm. i was doing my a levels and i was contemplating how will my life play out and yeah. uh, perhaps um thinking about what might be perhaps a bit more than i should have been about what i perhaps yeah. should have been doing which was some of the work so my a level results weren't as good as i'd hoped for so yeah. Yeah. um that's how I ended up getting a place through clearing and it was English because that was the one that I'd actually done really well in. Because when I did GCSE, it was English language and English literature, but they weren't offering. The trouble is there was such a f- focus on me going to, the, trying to get to the grammar school because we have grammar, so have grammar schools around here. And I didn't pass the 11 plus, but I got sent to this horrible private school for two years, which I really, really hated, but I passed 13 plus. So then I went to the grammar school, but the subject, the, the range of subjects was very limited. It was very traditional. Mm-hmm. I really ought to have gone domain levels at the college because I could have done film studies. Or I could have done, I, I was struggling to find subjects for A level and, and they wouldn't, they didn't, I didn't, 
really like English literature. I like being the doing the creative side, but you couldn't do English language very level. Uh, 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 mm. uh, and, and I definitely didn't want to go to university and do anything to do with English literature because I just d- didn't like anything that we did for English literature. I, I, I've got to say a lot of the. I mean, if you ask me what I read in my degree, a lot of it has just gone out of my head because you know, it was you just read it, write an essay on it, and then it's gone. Bang on yeah. to the next one. Who are we reading now? Right, we're doing Shakespeare now. God, this is a different language. You've got mm. to kind of get your brain um, into how it's actually written, and then it's almost like doing a foreign language book. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's write an essay. Bang, it's gone. Move on to the next one. Yeah. Um, I would rather have done creative English yeah. as well rather mm. than literature. Yeah. The the weird thing was um, because. I never. I would never have said I liked poetry, and I certainly didn't like the poetry we we did. I love song lyrics. Um, but we did Sylvia Plath. I think that was A level, and she's not a good poet to to introduce no. to a sixteen or seventeen year old. She's not. She's not somebody that you're going to go. Wow, I love poetry after reading Sylvia Plath. Mm. Um, uh, they should have done like Roger McGough or uh, or or Spike Milligan or something something mm. that's fun and. Actually, I started writing spoofs of Sylvia Plath poetry because, <laughs> and and sometimes my teachers thought that I was being sincere and I wasn't. So, and then I started writing my own poetry, which was kind of more like Victoria Wood sort of silly little Pam Ezzy type things. And and then of course, eventually, I ended up writing poetry books and doing sta- um, performance poetry and little gigs and things. And uh, I would never have thought I was would have done that because I didn't like poetry enough, but I did like song lyrics. And I always say that song lyrics is what inspired me to write all the poems I wrote over the years. Um, wow, that's amazing. But you'll have to, you'll have to share some of your poetry with me. Yeah. I yeah. quite like poetry because I think for me, poetry is more immediate and it's mm. more, um, you can concentrate more on what's there. One mm. of the, one of the, um, one of the legacies, if you like, of having done an English English studies uh, uh, kind of degree mm. is now I'm too analytical when I read and mm. I'm too I'm too mm, what's the author trying to mean by that and what's the context of this and what's being codified and mm. kind of what's the centre of it and, and, and trying to deconstruct everything to the point where you just think I'm not enjoying it I'm not yeah. enjoying mm. reading this book mm. I'm still on the first page yeah. and I'm trying to look for too much I'm not actually getting pleasure from it whereas I think with poetry maybe a bit like viewing art in a music mm. in, in an art gallery it, it, it either pulls you in or it doesn't mm. and i think mm. with poetry it's um if it if it gets you it really kind of gets you and i i never reading wise i never read things i would say which I, I read a lot and i've certainly since i've not been working i read i read about 45 books last year which i don't know some people who read fast that's probably not that much but that was the most i've read in a long time that many because i i kind of wake up in the morning and i read for a couple of hours and but and i might be reading like five books at once like i read a few chapters and then i'll swap to the next book and then and i read a lot of autobiographies um quite often strong women whether they be act actresses um musicians i'm reading an autobiography by vivian westwood at the moment i uh not 100 sure why i guess it's partly because she died and i uh, she did she, my, she died yeah, recently yeah. didn't she so, and i thought oh well i think that would probably be quite interesting but back in the day i kind of jumped from the books that you were supposed to read at school to adult books and but sort of i was making on agatha christie for a while i read a lot of stephen king um 
and the thing is i'd read too many i'd read like loads of stephen king and then to the point where i was sick of stephen king and didn't read him again for about 10 years uh, and then i was lucky enough to work in a library one of my first jobs um although it was a ministry of defense library it, there was also a college and the students were living on campus so there was a big fiction section so wow. I, I was able people would say to me oh you should try daphne du maurier or you should um oh i, I really got into ruth rendell or barbara vine sort of psychological thrillers not the inspector wexford stuff but the sort Some of, of her other novels. yeah yeah and um and it was all there to try and but it, it was never the sort of classics it was always relatively mainstream type so you mentioned autobiographies and strong mm. women was mm. it you i was talking to that's read sheila florence's book no but i did just buy it um so Have maybe you? we did talk, yeah i bought it because of the rheumatism i've been tending to read things digitally because it's just easier than mucking around with books that maybe your fingers aren't feeling great and um but yeah i bought it very recently i don't know if it's it might have been because you mentioned it but i found it easy uh, cheap to buy from digital um, have you read it yet not yet no i've also got um maggie fitzpatrick's to read as well i've had that you, yeah. you have to let me know what you think yeah. when you've read it in yeah. fr- well maybe we could do a book review yes. of it. yeah yeah <laughs> i have done episode i did an episode uh, earlier this year where i did i went through all all 45 of the books I read in, in 2022. Wow. Um, it's the good thing about this show. We can do whatever we like. We can do about any subject we like. And and if people are interested in the subject, they can come back next week and see what, what's on next week. But uh, I still want to talk about music because our other other sorry band... we've drifted no, off it's, far, it's fine we just do whatever, <laughs> we, do whatever we like on this we show. knew this would happen yeah we knew this happened other 80s bands i love include the bangles i love the bangles okay um i saw the bangles m- much more recently well about 10 years ago in la um because they they sort of split up in, at the end of the 80s and then they came back and did a couple more albums and i i, I guess i just like um i like people like Belinda Carlisle and the Go-Go's and that sort of girls with guitars are kind of cool. She's recently been over in Britain, hasn't she? I think in the, what, she was interviewing Belinda yeah. has. Yeah. And, mm. and I'm sure there was somebody that had reached out to her and, and maybe someone who'd been a fan for years. And she, she actually, as a result of them reaching out, mm. I, don't know, I think maybe they'd interviewed her on breakfast mm. TV or something. And, and, and the fan had rung in and she went and saw them or something. And I remember mm. seeing that on mm. Instagram. Mm. She just had a I new think, single out. Mm. That's a, well, yeah. It might be why she was. There is that as well. Uh, <laughs> and here, here's a copy of my new single while I stand in a photograph with you. <laughs> Long life, Sam. Um, yeah. Not to be too cynical, but um, I mean, I suppose if you ask me what was my favourite kind of music overall, I think probably probably kind of seventies disco, funk, yeah. that kind of thing. Mm, um, mm. So that's not really one band or one no, one act. No, that's no. like a million different records, yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. it? But that's probably if I was thinking, let's just put some music on. I'd probably go for a playlist that was, yeah. um, and not necessarily all the commercial stuff as well, uh, but just kind of like a seventies funk stroke, uh, early mm. disco mm. kind of vibe. You mentioned Stockhaven Waterman earlier, and one of my other big loves is Kylie. The, the more stereotypical elements of Peter <laughs> of, of my musical taste, I, but I wasn't. I wouldn't say I liked her with the "I Could Be So Lucky" era so much. The, the earlier it, stuff, yeah. It's it, it's sort of it just she just sort of slowly grew on me over the years and the fact that she was around so long and there was something like like hand on your heart she did i remember thinking oh i quite like that one and then then in the early 90s she had that album which had step back in time and shock 
rocked and all four mm. singles were oh well these are four really good singles the song um, that she did that i thought was really good was the one um was it with nick cave where she's yeah. lying in a river yeah. is, is yeah, she supposed right. to be dead in that yeah i think so because that's his mur- murder ballads album so yeah yeah. She's, yeah um i mean they admit that i should be so lucky was written in about 20 minutes wasn't yeah. it and yeah. um yeah. i didn't realize till i watched the documentary a few weeks ago that um apparently she'd been sent over i don't know which one's which the one who was the producer he he'd he'd arranged for her to come to london Mm. to record a track with them Mm. and hadn't told the others hadn't told the other two so they were kind of busy working away with rick astley and and banana armor and everybody Mm. else and um i think the agent was like well look it's it's friday tomorrow we fly back to melbourne Mm. um what's happening you know we've, we've been sat in london for a week and um they basically had to fit her in at three o'clock on on, on it kind of in the afternoon as a bit of a rush job mm. and so i think that they kind of admit themselves it was a bit of a rushed thing that they did yes. but yeah. um obviously yeah. that was what kind of launched a career wasn't it but i i, well, I suppose it was neighbors that launched a career wasn't it yeah um after after Britpop, i i because i think i got a bit of a i got a bit snobby or the people who i knew who liked Brit. Uh, you couldn't like pop pop towards the end of bit pop stuff like britney spears were coming in and it was very difficult not to like uh maybe one more time it's a very catchy song and and so so slowly i just kind of like just going to like whatever i like and if mm. i like a, an indie song i like an indie song if i like a pop song i like a pop song and i i was i was friends with some some guys who in the in the noughties who were mostly into more indie stuff but we all secretly admitted that Again, we we didn't watch the reality show, but we all liked like Girls Aloud and, and the Sugar Babes. But again, really, was it anything to do with Girls Aloud, or was it because they had very good writers and and they did some really interesting? Um, they well, they did they did their basic covers, but then it would be their they do also quite weird songs and songs that weren't conventional structures and. and, and- I suppose once you start to move into the reality show era, you know, no disrespect to them, they are good singers. The fact mm. that they've got through to the through the rounds, uh, um, the people on the panel, yeah, <laughs> you can yeah. see how, how closely I've watched it. The, by the time the people on the panel have pressed the buzzer, the people who win and get the contracts, you know, fair play to them, they are good singers. Mm. But it's just forgettable, isn't it? But it does and, come. And yeah, you're it right, comes the down. people who write the mm. stuff's good. It's just it just makes me wonder if if in forty years time will people still be talking about them i I don't think well i mean the people who wrote say girls aloud stuff didn't necessarily write their solo stuff and their solo careers weren't i i almost think that they perhaps thought that people were watching for them and actually a lot of people who like their music like the music and it could have been any five girls really um and they were just a, a bit, a bit, uh, you know, sort of ch- channeling this sort of banana armory type mixture of old and new. And um, but I, I suppose for me the difference is when when banana armory reformed. For mm. they did a, a tour, didn't they? About yeah. was that mm. about two years ago? Mm. It still felt like there was a lot of attention on them, and and they were in, interviewed on quite a lot of programs, and 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 there was a lot of stuff in the press about them, and it it was kind of a bit of a nostalgia thing. Or, but I wonder, I wonder if in another ten years, mm, if if mm. if people like the Spice Girls come back together, or uh, or Girls Aloud, will there be mm. quite so much interest in them? Then uh, I don't know. I mean, there's always the people who were kids at the time who remember them. Yes, fondly. I mean, 
it's a bit like when people talk about Doctor Who, older people are like, oh, I didn't like those later ones. And then, but there'll be people who were kids when there's always some, somebody who was a fan when other people would think, oh, well, it's, it wasn't popular then. But uh, so, yeah, I feel like virtually everybody will have a fan of it. Um, uh, sort of, sort of, when, when you think, think back of it, everyone's got an e- e- a different era. Um, mm. But um, yeah, um, so, so, I mean, these days, I, I kind of drifted a bit with music a, a little bit, but then I started talking to another podcaster in America, and he's very good at the sort of keeping an eye on on stuff. And started kind of, oh, have you heard this one? Have you heard that? So now I tend to have playlists okay. um, of, of songs I like, and, uh, and sometimes it's people I've liked for thirty years. Sometimes it's new pop acts. I, I also like people like Ben and Sebastian, who've been around mm. since the nineties, and. A lot of these bands, you know, Duran Duran did a great album when it was their 40th album, so about 2021. They did a really, because they're like Banana Rama, they've never gone away. But people think that they, oh, oh, they've they've done a new album, so they're 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 reforming. But no, they 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 are done, they have actually yeah. kept going. They just haven't yeah. had the profile. Yeah, the profile, yeah. Um, perhaps others would have had. I, I find it quite difficult to focus on, like listening. So. There was a, a Bell and Sebastian album last year, which I liked the singles of, and I really should listen to the full album. But I've just stuck it on a playlist with that, and, and because I'm not I'm not working, I tended to listen when I was commuting. So um, mm. I, I I don't have and I don't have quite so much time for listening to podcasts because I tend to if I'm not going out there or I try and I try and find time for these things. But the, even when you're not working, there's not enough time to do everything. <laughs> See, that's 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 another thing at the moment. It's it's finding time to fit stuff in, isn't it? Mm. And um, you know, if you listen to a podcast or you've got particular playlists that you want to listen to, mm. when do you do it? Because yeah. you know, if I'm out walking my dog, I might take my headphones out with me and listen to stuff while I'm I'm out for half an hour doing that. Or yeah. if I'm in the car, I might mm. connect my phone up and um, and kind of mm. listen to stuff that way. But it's um, it's 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 finding time to do everything think isn't it yeah there's um, so much there's so much choice and so much stuff that you can either listen to or watch or mm. it, it can get a bit overwhelming i think and i can easily i can easily spend hours on youtube just watching a, a lot you start to watch oh i quite like to see that video and then suddenly that leads you to oh i must hear that one and suddenly five hours have gone or something and it's like three o'clock in the morning mm. I, I have to be I, I can easily sort of i probably listen to more music than i but it's not necessarily fitted in at the times when it, it would be better for me to it's like um yeah being being just dis- being sort of distracted um at funny times have of the you ever found as well because i think i found this maybe with the b52s that listening to them now it takes me back to how i felt at the time when i was maybe a bit more focused on listening to them a lot more but i've had kind of spells in my life where i've maybe revisited a, a particular mm. band or a particular mm. album and listened to it and thought oh that this reminds me of and when i've looked at the calendar it's like oh my god that's like 15 years since i've listened yeah. to this but I, it can it can really take you back and really evoke memories from the past i i i had some really weird ones like where, where it wasn't a particular event, but I I went out with my parents for my mum's birthday back in January. We went to this particular pub in this village near us, and then we drove back home a, a different way round, a, a sort of back road f- through some woods. And I suddenly remembered cycling down that road when I was about 15, and I could remember listening to the, this was when I was in my Bucks Fizz phase, uh, <laughs> listening to Bucks. So I could remember being on a bike listening to Bucks Fizz, uh, but nothing happened. It wasn't like I fell off a bike. Uh, but what 
But I vivid, I was like, oh, I remember listening to Box Fizz when I was cycling down this road in 1980s. Mm. But why did I remember that? Why is that? So <laughs> you mentioned the Beatles at the start of this. Yeah. And the one album that I'm really familiar with is the one that probably no Beatles fan really probably is familiar with. And it's for alternative reasons. It's the White Album. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I know that quite well. Um, mm-hmm. And that's as a result of reading uh, True Crime mm-hmm. because it's entwined with the story of the Manson yeah. killers, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, and um, yeah. in fact, it might have even been, I think, I think I was house sharing and I think someone I was living with had the white album and I was mm. maybe reading the book and thinking, Oh my God, this, you know, I'm reading yeah. about these people in, in California in 1969 mm. and, and the songs that they're listening to and, and she's playing them in the next mm. room and, yeah. and, and, and then, getting a copy of it and listening to it all the way through and thinking, you know, you can kind of see maybe how some of the lyrics, some of the words yeah. maybe were a little bit, um, yeah. I don't know. They yeah. were taking drugs. Um, mm. who knows yeah. how you're going to react, yeah. but, um, and it's certainly not an excuse for the, the dreadful things that they did, no. but you can kind of see how maybe for someone who was, under the influence, let's say, mm. listening to certain... I mean, it's, it's absolutely crazy, isn't it? Claiming yeah. that John Lennon and Paul McCartney were telling them to do certain things mm. through the lyrics. Mm. It's just... Mm. It's nonsense. But it was interesting to yeah. be listening to the music while reading the book at the same time. And I think it, it's, it, that's quite an interesting album of theirs to, to be into. It is, it's quite, isn't it? Because it's quite different. And it's also... It's almost a bit like four solo albums. Yes, um, all it's not, strung it's, together. Yeah, they yeah. weren't very they weren't very connected at the time. And uh, I quite but it's like still that. interesting. Yeah. I quite mm. like that because I like the way that you can have like a really sad, serious song and then the next one's almost like completely different and then something quite abstract and then something that's like a pop song and I like it's almost like a jukebox, isn't it? Mm, yes, it is. songs. Yeah, definitely. And and I always um I always hate it when I when I used to read music magazines that music, serious music journalists was always hate their more quirky or funny songs. Um, they were like, "Oh, how can a, a band that wrote Hey Jude have written Yellow Submarine?" But when I was a twelve-year-old, it would have been those songs that were the, my gateway in, into, you know, because mm-hmm. um, off the off the next album. Uh, Abbey Road. There's a song called Maxwell's Silver Hammer about a, a, a hammer that goes around killing people. Um, and that would have been amazing when I was twelve. I mean, it's still a I still mm. think it's one of my favourites. But um, I, I and there's a lot of silly. There's quite a few silly songs like Bungalow Bill and um, yes, and Obladi Yeah, but that sort of wordplay and and, and and all sorts of things going on. I, I I like the variety on there. I like this, like Rocky Raccoon and things like that. They're, they're mm. just silly, but that's the sort of it, 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 the the reason they're probably got a lasting legacy is that they did write things like "When I'm 64" and old grannies would be singing that. You know, there's not many bands who write songs that could have you know old granny isn't necessarily going to have liked every single Beatles song but she might have heard some of the more sort of nostalgic type ones that Paul McCartney used to to, to write um and like they I I always remember my great aunt not with the Beatles but with, with you know she, she wouldn't have been a massive ABBA fan considering that she'd have been quite I don't know, I don't know 60s when ABBA was 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 big but she knew money 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 and that that's a song that kind of transcended different sort of age groups Groups and, and I think that's really really clever if you can kind of get to the grannies as well. <laughs> In, interested. This is something I've thought about, and, and this I guess kind of comes into um, watching Prisoner as well. Mm. Um, they were writing those songs twenty years after the end of World War Two. Mm. You know the songs mm. in the mid sixties. 
and you think that was only 20 years after the war and, and we're, it's a we've, different era isn't it yeah and we've done episodes about we've we've sort of slow we, we did it in a weird order but we, we, we've done episodes on they weren't done chronologically but we've done episodes on every year from 1950 to about 2000 and we we did it in a, a weird order but we we did the 50s last year and some of the so- songs that were like number one hits like in the in the 50s songs like how much is that doggy in the window mm. which i remember being sung when i was a kid but i had no idea that it was actually a chart topping hit what era is it from yeah uh, about so it's sort of yeah it's sort of mid 50s but it was number one in america and the uk um and, and you think God, I, I never thought of that as a song that would be anything more than a nursery rhyme really and well that certainly and, and, people yeah. wouldn't go out and buy it and yeah it's number one and yeah but then 10 years popular. later and, and, and that over in that period what people were listening to in say 1955 compared to what they were listening to in 1965 was really things have really developed in like that sort of I 10 mean, year period if, if, if you think back now to where what what was the culture what was the the experience 20 years ago from us you know, from where we are now in the early 2020s, you're back to just after the millennium and mm. think back to the music of the early noughties, as you said, yeah. and, and and for the Beatles sitting writing in the 1960s, that was, mm. that was the war for them. So that, that yeah. really is, um that really kind of puts it into, into context, really. I think yeah. it's, um I find things like that quite interesting, how, how there's different cultural um influences and, mm. and maybe something that we might, we might feel uncomfortable with now yeah. was really popular back then or vice yeah. versa. There might yeah. have been things that people were being new or, or challenging or pushing the boundaries. And now it just seems really, it's nothing. Is it, uh, I think things that we had ridiculous songs that got to number one in, in all eras, things like Mr. Blobby and things like that mm. being number one. I mean, the, these novelty records, novelty, yeah. novelty records. Um, I, I, I wanted to ask, going back, going back to travel, I, yes. I wanted to ask if, if you were going to say places you you have been to, what what would be your favourite holidays you've had, say overseas or even in the UK? Where where where, where would be your favourite holiday des- destination in the UK, and where would be your ho- favourite holiday destination overseas? Oh gosh, um, I think if it was in the UK, it would probably be Scotland. I'm half mm. Scottish, and when mm. I was a kid, we used to have lots of uh, trips back to Scotland to visit family up there, and my partner's yeah. Scottish, and um, we visit Scotland quite regularly, and yeah. and you know. You, Maybe when I retire, perhaps that's where mm. I'll go. Um, mm. But probably somewhere in Scotland would be um, somewhere to visit. But I'm, I'm one of those people that gets attacked by the midges, uh, so mm. I have to think. I have to think in advance when yeah. I go and yeah. where I am in Scotland because you don't want to yeah. get bitten. Yeah. Um, but I just find it really. Um, it just feels so far away from. I suppose a lot of hustle and bustle. I mean, maybe if you're in the middle of Glasgow, it doesn't, mm-hmm. but um, you can be in parts of more rural Scotland and just feel so far away from everything else. Like it just doesn't matter. One of my best friends and my f- former flatmate, he uh, he had relatives in Dunbar. So I've spent a lot of time right. in Edinburgh, although we have toured all over uh, Scotland. But the UK place I, lo- I love probably most of all is the Lake District, right. uh, particularly Keswick and Dwentwater. And, um, I, I like, used to like going on the boat and then kind of wandering around the air. I, I was never, when I went to the lakes, I was never a mountain climber. I was always a, a lakeshore walker. Sit by the lake. Yeah. So, yeah, and I'm totally with you on that. Um, I have really good memories of when um, 
when when the dog was quite young, we took her to Coniston Water, and that was the first place that she actually ever drank oh. from a river or from 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 like a lake. And and mm. we, we went back a few years later. She went to exactly the same spot and drank mm. the water again, exactly yeah. the same spot. And it was like it, this. This is just weird. She's kind of pulling us. Um, yeah. So there must be something about that that kind of spot mm. there, or she remembered it. But but no, the lakes are beautiful. But what about overseas? Have you got a holiday that you particularly, or a place you've gone to more than once that you always like? Um, I don't think I could pick one. No. Something that really sticks in my mind that was a particularly good holiday, but it's a city break, was San Francisco. Mm. And I'd love to go back there. If you said, let's mm. go tomorrow, I'd be like getting the suitcase out. <laughs> if it was more of like a holiday to relax and chill, um, I really like Mexico. Mm. I'd love to go back to Mexico again, but then I like Greece as well. So I went to San Francisco for my thirtieth um, and enjoy, enjoyed that. And then I mean, that that was partly because of the tales of the city thing I wanted to go right. to. Uh, but uh, the place that I've been to most of all that I, I probably would say I, I think I probably have got a place that uh, I love Venice. Um, right, and I've been there about ten times. Um, and I've been there. I was taken there. I had a partner who was very keen on doing like, like we just go away for a weekend, like a Friday to, a mon- to Monday. So I tried quite a few places uh, and we went to Venice and, um, and then I sort of kept going back with different people and different friends. I've even been to Venice twice by myself. And, and I, I just like the sort of wandering down streets and kind of, Oh, shall I go left or right? Oh, I wonder what's down here. And um, I, I just sort of getting lost and then finding some, finding an interesting square that you didn't know existed. Or uh, I think mm. there's still quite a lot of Venice I've not done or like the, the sort of formal um like the museums and the i haven't been to a lot of the actual um sort, sort of i've just done a lot of just wandering around and making silly poetry videos and and um going on getting on boats and um and i've i've even done day trips out of venice to, to nearby cities and and when i got there i thought this isn't as good as venice i want to go back to venice again <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, really good yeah I, I i i last went in 2019 i, I i'm ho- hoping i'll have more mobility to go go back again but if not then at least i did it a lot um uh, over a period of sort of from the mid noughties to the late teens so, but I, I went a lot very but, good Subjects we've covered of kind of the sorts of chats I've had with people who I I don't know whether you know uh, there've been situations where back in the day I interviewed perhaps a podcaster from Pride Forty Eight and and I cover these sorts of travel, music, TV, books, mm. um, and food was always one of them. So. What sort of food? What sort of food is your favourite? All of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, as you can you can see, obviously the listers can't, but I'm I'm not the slimmest of people. But um, what's my favourite food? I like all sorts of food, really. Something mm. with a bit of flavour in it. Well, it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter where that's from. Yeah. Um, I don't like bland food. I don't like microwave mm. meals. I can't mm. be doing with stuff that's just boiled potatoes and boiled mm. vegetables. I like something mm. with a bit of spice in it. Yeah. I love Indian food, yeah, Chinese I mean, food. Um, yeah, yeah. Tick, so tick. When, <laughs> when I went to Thailand uh, um, back in January, oh, Paul, I was mm. eating Thai curry and... Mm. Um, for breakfast it was just <laughs> i could eat in fact 
we ate so much fried rice. I didn't think I'd get back on the plane. It was just, um, but yeah. no, um, the food was just amazing there. And we did a Thai cookery course. Um, mm. And I didn't realise green green Thai curry is mostly coloured from chili, green chilies and basil mm. leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'd assumed that there'd be some maybe, I don't know, coriander in it or, or mm. colouring or something but it's literally just chilli and basil and yeah. um, they showed us how to do it all and it was it was a different way of cooking and it was quite yeah. interesting and I've I've made a few dishes since we came back and, and I love experimenting with stuff like that as well. I'm not very good at doing cooking um, I kind of if they, if, if they could make days like 30 hours or something I would make the time for, for doing cooking but uh, podcasting and creative stuff there's only a certain amount of hours in the day so i've never really got into it. i'd always kind of like the idea of making cakes and, and and things like that again not that i should really be eating cakes too much but i just like to, i would like to do more cooking but i just i think i'd like to do it with somebody and that isn't currently my situation to have somebody to kind of do it with so mm. um but who knows i, I was, was just going to ask are you a sweet tooth or a, or a savory tooth person because i'm I, guessing I, from what you've said about cakes maybe I used to be very into sweet. I think these days I'm more savoury, though. One of the reasons I like going to Venice, though, is is the uh, gelato, and, and and I do, yeah, I do love ice cream, and 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 yeah, I always had a sweet tooth. I still can kind of go through a packet of wine gums, and um, really, if, 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 but but I'm much more in, into savoury, really. If I had to choose See, now, if you if you if I had a packet of wine gums, I'd probably eat two or three of them, but I'd. Oh, that would be enough. I'm like that with, say, I've I know people who like you offer them a packet of biscuits, and if you don't take them away, they'll eat the whole packet. I'm I'm not so much. I can have a couple of biscuits and put them away. Like when I went to see Scream the other day, uh, I was like really looking forward to the pick and mix because I haven't had a decent pick and mix for ages. Uh, the only problem being that it wasn't a, de- a decent pick and mix. The actual standard of the pick and mix was they were horrible. The, the, the sweets were no good. Really. Uh, once I open a packet of sweets, it's harder for me not to eat the whole packet. But with biscuits or crisps, I, I'm I can sort of yeah just have a few and put it put them away but um... i could eat i could eat my body weight in crisps <laughs> every day um yeah. I, I must, there must be something addictive i don't know whether it's the salt or the um the oil that they're fried in but there's just something about crisps i could just eat them every meal yeah. i could eat crisps at every meal uh, and yeah. and in between as well <laughs> um where's <laughs> chocolates sweet things i can i can i can put them to one side but not 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 fried potato i i, I can be more restrained with chocolate i i i would quite happily just have a piece of chocolate like like a, if you had a bar of chocolate i could just eat a couple of pieces and put it away i i, I don't know that i would have been so restrained years ago but now i uh, i don't, but anyway chocolate like with with ice creams i often find that if you if you want an ice cream or you want to go and buy an ice cream in a supermarket, unless it's a really big supermarket, sometimes all they have is chocolate or toffee or it, it, I, I love you like fruit flavored things when it comes to sort of ice creams or sorbets. And I was having a chat with somebody else and we, and, and we were sort of saying, there's definitely a bias towards, you know, I used to like the cherry Garcia ice cream, a couple of times I've been around to a friend's house and I said, oh, it'd be nice if we could have some ice cream. And we've gone into like a small, say, Tesco Metro and they've had the the the, 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 the Ben and Jerry's ice cream, but it's always the, the marshmallow ones or the fish one with chocolate in. It's all the chocolatey type things. And I'm like, well, where where is the strawberry cheesecake one? Or where's the... So, 
in Richmond in North Yorkshire, there's a um, a place where they make their own ice cream. So you can mm. go and have it there, um, yeah. actually at the ice cream factory. And um, they do a flavour called Sea Buckthorn. Oh, mm. That is the best because it's yeah. it's bright orange. It's <laughs> more, well, perhaps more of a coral colour. Yeah. Um, but the, the the it's it's sweet. It's tangy. It's mm. a bit acidic. It's mm. it's a berry. I think it is. So yeah. it's it. For me, the flavour of the sea buckthorn and, and the creaminess of it as well, because mm. it's ice cream, mm-hmm. it sounds like it shouldn't work, but it doesn't. Yeah. It, it's one of the best flavours I've ever had. I used to have friends in London who had parents in Broadstairs, and we used to go down uh, in the summer, sometimes for the folk festival, um, not necessarily to even go to watch people play, but just because it was a good time to go down. And um, there were two um, ice cream businesses, both Italian and um i did a lot of research into which was i never decided i never worked out which was the best one but i have to go from one to the other and uh, each day i was down i'd have to have one from one i could one day i was hoping i'd work out which was the best but I just, just did never you happened. did you have wimpy when you were young the um bur- the, the, um, the burger, burger place. place yeah yeah they they used to do and and i don't I don't think I think I've I've found some some of the crusher stuff in later years, but lime milkshake. Oh yeah, it's just, it's just with ice cream in it. Yeah, but lime yeah. flavor is just a different level. And I, now, I, if people are like, "Oh, I'm having a milkshake," it's not the same. No, no. Well, also, I used to go to more recently. We used to go to the Gourmet Burger Kitchen um, burger places in London, and when it first opened, they did. A lime, a nice lime milkshake, oh. and a nice oh. banana milkshake, and but now they've they've got rid of those those flavors. Obviously, weren't that popular, and now they even even stuff like the Nesquik milkshakes. You had much more range of flavor like mm. 20, 30 years ago than you do now. Uh, it's, it's sort of yeah, it's a shame because I did tend to like the weirder fl- the weirder flavors partly just to be bloody minded and like I'm gonna like the banana one because uh, it's different. <laughs> it's different from what everybody else is having. having that, yeah. that seems to be the case though, doesn't it? Um yeah. that they discontinue some of the best stuff. I was gonna ask as well, what what food don't you like? Um that isn't that what are you much. less keen on? It's more like individual things like radishes rather than whole menus. Uh I, I never really used to like beetroot, but I've I've had things cooked by a friend where they've made managed to make radishes more more interesting or they've done something interesting with a beet <laughs> that sounds wrong they've done something interesting with a beetroot and uh, <laughs> it's changed my view of beetroots so, um but it's it's more like items rather than whole meals i i right. find it quite difficult to think of what i I don't really like things on the bone so much. Um, right. Like chicken, chicken wings. So I like chicken, but I don't. I, but I wouldn't not eat it. I just prefer not to be mucking around with the. Uh, so for me, I really love bread. I love tomatoes. I love cheese, but mm. most pizzas, I can't stand them. I don't know what it is they do with commercial pizzas, but I just find them. More. the the bread's too doughy the the mm. cheese is too overcooked it's just if if you make your own at home it's probably really nice and when yeah. i've been in italy mm. and had a proper italian pizza that was nice but what we get in this country i don't know whether they put sugar in the in the pizza dough or there's just something mm. that leaves a really horrible aftertaste I, I really like to go to an italian restaurant with an italian person because i never know you see the different sort of courses and i'm like I, I'm like, well, I, I quite like a bit of gnocchi, but I also want a bit of this. And 
but am I supposed to have all of these or I'm not supposed to have how many courses am I supposed to be having <laughs> or you, you you perhaps if you have lasagna it, it arrives and it's a tiny little bit it's not it's not enough for me it's, uh, because so, you get another course afterwards yeah, but I'm not sure how many courses I'm supposed to, uh, but I'm, I'm, I order, you know, I might be ordering it because I thought that was going to be the main meal and, and I, I just really need to go with an Italian who can say no you're supposed to have one from yeah. there one from there one from there um, I'm not but, fussed on eggs either mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Egg, egg is something i don't mind if it's an ingredient and yeah. and, and sometimes people will assume that that's an allergy you know yeah. if i ask mm-hmm. for something without if if we went out for breakfast and you know no eggs yeah or were you allergic to them it's not mm-hmm. it's not an allergy and i know mm-hmm. most people love a fried egg or a poached egg or a scrambled egg but i just can't i can't do yeah. it no. I, can't, I, I can't do it paul i don't mind eggs i like eggs but um i try to think of something else that i don't like um I am pretty much uh, <laughs> inclusive, food inclusive. <laughs> um, um, no, there isn't that much I I dislike. Just yeah, this is the problem, really. <laughs> too, I like too much. Mm. I think I think for me, it's it's things that are perhaps too sugary that or or things mm. where they put. I, I, I know when I've been to the states and um, Mexico, bre- bread is so sweet over there. It's mm. just it. I, I, I can't eat it. It's just, mm. it's just too sugary. It's just full of um, corn syrup. It's like, why mm. would you put that into bread? For me, mm. bread is something that should be quite savoury. Yeah. Um, and a legacy from um, school dinners. We had the most. Hor- I could do a whole podcast on school dinners. <laughs> Our school dinners were horrendous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, down in Warwickshire, um, mm. they 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 closed all the school kitchens and centralized the um production and you'd get mm. it arriving in these huge aluminium containers uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was just it was slop yeah it was just and and they would force us to eat i think it was rice pudding and it would uh, be congealed yeah. and yeah, yeah. i remember there being cut like a pink custard thing um it's, it's like, i'll stop <laughs> you don't want to we'll be having nightmares well you would get you would have you would have three and, and i understand now as an adult why the dinner ladies were so grumpy mm-hmm. they'd had a skill they mm-hmm. they'd every day you know they'd had to put menus together they'd had to prepare things they wanted us to eat healthily and eat nice foods mm-hmm. that was all taken away from them and mm-hmm. all they all their job now was kind of ladling out slop yeah um so they, they'd lost all all the joy of their work i think mm-hmm. and um you could see why they were so grumpy and it would mm-hmm. be like you'd have a, a ladle of that and then a ladle of the next thing and you'd mm-hmm. think which is the which is the main course and which is the pudding mm-hmm. how how do you tell Go, going back to what you were saying about liking mexican food or all those sorts of, i think you've definitely traveled more you've been more um experimental maybe when you've been compared to I, i've mainly stuck to europe uh, a bit of Scandinavia and America. I haven't really, I, I've sort of, you know, I've been to countries where I don't know the language or I know, know bits of the language, but but I haven't gone that far, far afield. I haven't been, I mean, I'm sure I would like Thailand for some of the reasons you mentioned, but um, but I've never, I've never sort of gone to sort of testing myself quite uh, uh i think you, you've definitely been to i had a i had a partner who was uh, from mexico city so but we never wow. went back to, we never went back to mexico but i did i did experience some mexican food like um um how do you pronounce it mole mole um mole yeah 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 so i had some and and um was it chip chimichangas and things like that and one of the things i had in mexico that i really loved was ceviche which is the um and, and it was raw 
and mm. and I'd be really nervous about making that here. But it was it was raw fish cooked mm. in in white vinegar with onions and peppers, mm. and that was just delicious. Mm. Mm. The only times I would say I would tested myself with I have I have tried snails and I have tried frogs legs when I've been in France. They're like chicken, aren't they? Yeah, the frogs legs. The, the only negative thing I'd say about the frogs legs is that they were they they were the ones I had. They had too much garlic on them. I and mean, I like garlic, but this all I could taste was garlic. It was like a little chicken wings and little things. bits of chicken with yeah. too much garlic. Um, yeah, I uh, as far as snails, I had, think I shared a friend's portion. And, and they were done quite nicely. They were okay. And then in the time I've been doing the podcast, I went with one of my best friends to Lille. And one of the things that we have done before now is get friends to suggest six different things that we should do. And then he's he's quite into, I think there was a guy who used to do dice rolling to make him make decisions. Okay. And and what we've done a couple of trips. We did a trip to when it was our, was it our 20, because we went to school together. I think it was when it was our 20th anniversary, we went to... Um, Dublin and I think Leo might have been our 30th anniversary and and we did the dice rolling again in, in um but I was doing the podcast by then so we one of the things we rolled up was to do snails and by then I'd already had them once so he and he'd never had them so I was able to feel like I was slightly more safer because I could I, even, I had exactly the same feelings as he was having but I was able to kind of I know I I by then I'd had snails and I hadn't died and um, <laughs> I was able to kind of go oh yeah lovely snails yum 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 oh, now you're turn. <laughs> you're an expert yeah I was able to be an expert and kind of uh, sit and enjoy his pain but I'd been in that situation just um, you know a few years before where I wasn't ha- happy about it but I'm yeah. always curious with different foods I know um, when I've tried Korean food that that, that that's completely different again, isn't it? Because it's um, mm. you've got brewed soya and um, kimchi, the, the kind of pickle, and and mm. um, it's very different from from a lot of other foods. And, and I just think it's. I know when I was in London, we had Eritrean. We went to an Eritrean mm. restaurant, and and I found we had the big. Um, they do a huge bread that you get lots of little bits of meat and vegetable on, yeah. and the bread's very uh, spongy. And and that was something I hadn't had before. I found that very interesting. Very different yeah. textures. Yeah. And, and yeah. I just think there's 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 a lot of different stuff in the world, and, and we should just try as much of it as we can. Do you drink alcohol? Not not much now these days. No. What would have been your tipple? Do you well, have I tell a... you what. When I was in my early twenties, I really used to like real ale, mm-hmm. um, but that kind of faded away. And um, I suppose um, never really a big wine drinker. Mm. I've had different things. I didn't really start drinking that young. I was. We were always when we were growing up. We were always allowed to have wine on Sunday lunch, just mm-hmm. a glass. Of, so I, when I came to the age of being able to drink, I I didn't because I lived in a village. I, I I didn't have any rush to kind of go to pubs. I wasn't. I I kind of had quite a small group of friends at sixth form, and we were all kind of geeky. So nobody was leading anybody astray. So I didn't really start drinking until I went to university, and then I didn't really know what to drink. And my the friends that I made at university drunk side so i drank cider for quite a while um <laughs> Do you know i was just about to ask you about cider because i can remember being quite drunk on cider at a quite a young age and um it, it makes me laugh because whenever i open instagram i always get 
that Dickens cider advert. I don't mm. know whether you've seen it. I don't mm. know even know whether it's true. Mm. If 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 anyone out there is Australian, um, is Dickens cider really a a, a, a product? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, I watch the advert and tell me what yeah, you think. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like sort of gin and tonics. Um, I probably if I was going to say what I, I drink now when I have a drink, it would either be gin and tonic. I quite like in the summer the fruit ciders, like the the Swedish ones, not not so much the um, the the ones I used to drink when when I was at university. I like Guinness. I like stouts and porters. That was like the alcoholic version of getting into the B fifty twos. In that um, <laughs> I had always had really sweet alcohol, and I I was sweet on somebody who drank Guinness, and so I tried Guinness because I wanted to impress them, and then I got into Guinness. <laughs> did that work? Did that work? It, it worked, and I got into Guinness. The the actual being sweet on the person didn't last but i still drink guinness 20 years later so um, that was some that, that and I, and that's all because of that person so yeah so i kind of but i found that once i could drink guinness i could then try other i could try ales or i could try because or things that were more bitter so it was a good thing to get into because that's because, not yeah. a bad thing i mean it would have been mm. much worse if they'd been say a sherry drinker or <laughs> <laughs> yeah i get i get life could have been very different i, I when i met my parents um my dad tends to come up about half past five with a with, with a glass of sherry so i get i i, I get i get good service here although excellent <laughs> my, my my parents are the sort of people who they probably have a little bit of alcohol every day but i've never seen them drunk don't you think that's something that that's kind of changed now that um i don't really drink very much anymore i mm. used to drink a lot more but mm. i certainly wouldn't drink every day no. and i know sometimes i've had those public health uh, honestly the algorithms just don't work for me because mm. again when 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 i open my phone on social media i get these are you drinking too much messages and it's mm. like well, where's that come from yeah um mm. where have i liked um mm. some gin or some vodka yeah. or something mm. i don't know where you've got that from but that whole thing about drinking every day, no. I think maybe maybe that's less done now than it was maybe years ago. I only tend to do it when I'm when I'm in Salisbury and I go over to my friend Nick's house, like I've just done this weekend. Then we'll have some, some drink. I don't really like drinking by myself, so generally I don't. Sometimes I have something in the house in case I want to. Although I bought at Christmas, I was bought some different there was a a place called like the wild brewery or something and it's there's lots of there's porters and there's there's ales and there's and it was like a gift pack and i and i quite like that but it was sitting there for ages before i tried it and then i went away and i came back and my flatmate had drunk all of them uh, so i never got to try them (laughs) and i was like i but they were there because i wanted them to be there if i'd wanted that they they weren't they weren't full they were they, they were happy there they didn't need to be drunk in any rush um but i think that's actually quite a, a, a it's quite a mean thing to do isn't it if it's okay to say that to yes, drink it, someone yeah, else's yeah. drink and and, and and empty the bar almost I exactly i i like to have something I like the idea of having a bar if i wanted to have something or maybe it could be like a brandy brandy in a coffee or something so i have i bought myself a bottle of brandy and i've hidden it in my cupboard and it could might stay there for five years or something before i even get around to opening it well not probably I, not far, probably not five years but <laughs> i know what I, I know what you'd like you'd like gordon and patricia hamilton's bar yeah 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 every time they walk into that lounge room, yes, it's do. like should we have yeah. a drink and it's yeah. like everything you know why aren't these people drunk <laughs> yeah yeah well I don't know if we've answered our question. We certainly know more about each other's likes and dislikes. Um, So 
maybe there's some things that we have got in common, but I think maybe we have got some slightly yeah. different um, thing. But 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 that's good. I think if everybody liked all the same stuff, then life would be quite boring, wouldn't it? Well, also it means that if if we were ever in in a pub and I, and I had loads of crisps, I would, I would say, Andy, you, you, you want my crisps? Give them to me. I haven't got to I haven't got to even ask you, are you cheese yeah. and onion or salt and vinegar? Yeah. Because it was not even a. It's well, not on your radar, is I it? I probably have salt and vinegar, but um, but you no, know, you wouldn't. Also... No, you wouldn't. <laughs> I'd fight you for them. <laughs> All right, I want your wine gum. I want your wine gums. You can have the wine gums. <laughs> okay. You see, it, it's a it, we we we, we complement one another. From, our differences complement one another. So that's that's the, that's cool as well. But back uh, to the original question: astrologically, yeah. are we yeah. the same person? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not the I same person. We're, We're not, not the same, the same person. person. But, some might think it some might think it but but we're actually not the same person although we Uh, were born on the same day in the same country yes yeah Andy, I suddenly uh, realised I wanted to ask you a question Um, are you at all interested in sport? no no, nor am I so, 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 so another another similarity, another similarity. Any anything at all? Any sport at all? Or I can remember as a young child watching. Um, didn't there used to be like a world of sport thing on on a uh, Saturday yeah. afternoon, and mm, it would either maybe. be rugby or wrestling. Mm. And I can remember watching that mm. at a young age and thinking, hmm. Mm. But no, no, never no. since then. Never since then. My family like football. And um, well, it used to be my brother and my dad liked football. My mum and I didn't. But then when I went to university, my dad wasn't working on Saturdays anymore because he was working for himself and he could choose his time some more. And they started going to the football. And so my mum didn't get left behind. She went with them. So I came back and found that all three of them were talking about football. Now I felt really betrayed. I got over it. It's maybe something that's a bit obvious, but I've never really understood how sport gets so much of a profile. Mm. You know, you, you turn on TV news and, and, and they have a quarter of the time dedicated to sport and, mm. and the weather. And you think, okay, I get the weather. We all mm. need to know what's going to happen. Is it yeah. going to snow? Mm. You know, can we turn the heat off and save a bit of money? But I've never really understood why sport has such a, a high profile in mm. society. And, and, you know, people uh, kind of dedicate whole times. I suppose it's 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 recreational stuff, isn't it? And I just think for me, I'd rather be watching something or reading something or finding out about another part of the world or to me that's more interesting also like at school you some people would make fun of you if you didn't like sport and or they'd laugh at you because perhaps in my case i was a doctor who fan but people who like sport are the biggest geeks around but it's like Mm. a, a, a geekdom that is um, allowed. It's never. It's, it's never questioned, is it? No, but it's but, never questioned. I mean, I wouldn't travel one end of the country to another to to, to watch a particular episode of Doctor Who. Um, but that's what people do every week Correct. who go to football. They they really go to the extreme. Um, it's it's, and- it's all. It's almost like it's one of those things. I think like drinking. If you don't follow it and you're not interested in it, it's almost like you've got something wrong with you. Like yeah. in the same way mm. that, um, you know, if you'd asked me what my favourite illicit drug was, that would be horrendous. But yeah. if I said I didn't drink, then that's like, oh, oh all right. is there a problem? And yeah. I've actually had people say to me, oh, you're really anti-drinking. I'm not anti-drinking. Mm. I can take it or leave it. 
Yeah. And I can leave it for months. I had a brief phase where I went to football, but only because I moved to Camberley to start a new job. And they met my friend Callum, who became my flatmate for years. And I, I was a bit lonely and I didn't have any f- other friends. So I used to go with him to his football team. But really, I was only going because I like the burgers. And and, and, <laughs> and, and and I also went horse racing with him. The horse racing was a bit more fun because you could you see, see the animals in, in, the, in the paddock and, and you could people watch. And maybe there'd be a member of the royal family who'd wander past or, or you could have a drink and it could be quite fun. And occasionally you might even win something. Um, but my interest sort of waned. Um, and, and, mm-hmm. But it was something, it was more of a social thing, something to do with him. And um, and I, I, I uh, particularly with the football, I, I couldn't get that level of excitement of, of the sort of shouting and cheering. And I don't, I didn't feel that, ex- mm-hmm. I didn't feel excited. I didn't even feel necessarily that excited with the horse, with, with the horses when you, your horse was, I could perhaps get a little bit more into that. But not the football, I just didn't have the emotional connection with it wasn't important enough. Um, I don't sit Same. watching. I don't sit watching Same Doctor thing. Who and do the sort of and do oh, Doctor Who. I don't. I, I, it's just I don't know. So <laughs> I don't. I don't know whether this counts. But the, the only the only sport I've watched in recent years where I've thought, you know, actually, I could I could carry on watching this mm. darts. Mm. Mm. Now, for some reason, darts. <clears throat> I can sit and watch that and I can think, you know, are they going to get it? And and because it's some of it's skill, but at the end of the day, some of it's random. It's mm. like what, what the score is. And and I know what you mean about that kind of geekiness about, because there'll be people watching darts who'll know instantly that a treble 18 is, is the winning mm. uh, score. Mm. And they'll know that. And I suppose those people who do the, um, the kind of score people they mm. they kind of know that in their mind don't they that you yeah. need you need a treble 12 and a treble yeah. you know yeah. um but so that's kind of like the geeky side of it but i i think darts is a bit it's a bit less um I don't know. I just think it's a bit more relaxed, maybe. I like cycling, but not in a sporty way. I used to cycle living in a village. I, but a, a bike, having a bike was a practical thing. Getting about and going exploring, and and, and but it, it 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 was never about. It was exercise, but it, I would never be thinking, oh, I'm going on a cycle ride because I'm because I'm going for exercise. My dad plays golf, uh, and, and and although he doesn't, he stopped playing it at about age of eighty four. Um, only just stopped playing it, but um, I I often. I remember that there's a quote I can't remember who said it, but that golf is a good walk spoiled, uh, which I agree with. It was um oh gosh, famous American author, wasn't it? Is it Mark Twain said it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, um yeah, I kind of agree with that. I like walking, but you know what? So well, just just to prove that we're not the same person, you <laughs> like cycling. I've got to confess, I can't I can't ride a bike. No. How have I got it's to okay. be this age and I can't ride a bike? I can't do it, Paul. I can't I can't physically stay on it. I just I, I have fear that I'm going to fall off. Mm. I just can't do it. I, I haven't. I've stopped riding one now, probably for that reason. I don't think I would be safe on one now. But I did have one, and I did use it a lot when I was a teenager. But can you swim? I can swim. We can, I can swim. swim. Yeah, I can swim too. I that's can good. swim. But I can and that's swim another thing. I I used to. I, I I was in the Cub Scouts, and I hated it, because partly because. When I was in Cub Scouts, it was when Doctor Who was on during the week, and I would be in danger of me missing an episode if I went to Cubs. And, I, and also, it was all like Boise and and too, too sociable. And what I would say to that is, one of my issues with swimming is <clears throat> that's less enjoyable when you get to the swimming baths. You've got those professional swimmers that are there, and they're mm. in that straight line, yeah. and it's like. <laughs> 
and you just think oh, I'm in your way I'm in your way and I just mm. feel like I'm not I'm not that good at, okay I can swim I could swim enough to save my life but I'm certainly not that kind of professional up and down in yeah. rows no well that's what I was going to say now you reminded me I did swimming with cubs and it was all that just go go one end swim I, I I like to splash around or swim underwater pretend I'm a sea otter or something um and, and, <laughs> and, I, and I also remember connected with, with Doctor Who again was that there was a particular episode around the time that Peter Davison was the doctor where they'd been on an underwater base with the sea devils and it and there was bits where the, like the doctor had been dragged was he drowned and all that sort of a cliffhanger like that so I in my head I was playing Doctor Who when I to do the to make it more interesting, I, I was I was in my head I was playing that I was in Doctor Who, uh, and I, oh now I have to go and jump in the water because because <laughs> like the sea devils are after me or something. I don't know if it was visible. I don't know if if, if somebody had been watching me they would have thought well that that boy's doing something a bit strange. Person, what's going or, on? Or whether it was just in my head and I was very subtle about it. I can't remember now. <laughs> but uh, uh, I had to make bo- I have to make boring things as more interesting as possible. But uh, did I spy you were getting a drink brought to you? Yeah, I've got I've got coffee now. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, so one of maybe another final question before we yeah. finish: coffee mm. or tea? Did mm. we mention that already? No, we haven't. We I mean we talked about tea, but not as a preference. Um, coffee or tea then? Probably coffee. <gasps> but um certainly when i'm at my parents but they don't have fancy coffee they, they it's granules or it's tea but i i have more coffee here than i have tea but i i do love tea but i do love i really like do like coffee um is it the other way around so so maybe it's a bit of a yeah have them both but yeah so we'll have them both yeah so with 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 coffee i can only drink proper coffee i can't mm. stand in a yeah. f- instant f- but for me it's tea i would much rather Mm. drink tea every time uh, Mm. a good cup of strong tea and i have to leave the tea bag in and hardly (laughs) any milk and it has to be um is it builder's tea yeah is that what Mm. they call it yeah that's right yeah Um, Uh, because mum and dad both have sugar in their tea i would i can't put sugar in tea you can't taste anything other than the sugar so paul that's like dipping your crisps in chocolate or jam (laughs) yeah or or like i had at my friend's party last night where i had had stilton on one part of the plate and jelly babies on another part of the plate and 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 chutney on another part of the plate and and they slowly migrated to the middle so my last few jelly babies were covered in stilton and 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 chutney uh, which which is is an interesting combination but not what i want to repeat you've actually made me think for a for kind of future party mm. cubes of stilton with yeah. a jelly baby and, <laughs> and an onion on a cocktail stick you could try it you could try i mean i haven't died not yet um <laughs> i got through it i think but uh, anyway well um it's been fun, fun finding out more about you and um, sharing it with the listeners. And uh, I've loved it. We've got loads of other things we want to talk about. So, listeners, Andy will be back, um, and um, we'll 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 talk to him again soon. And uh, thank you very much. And, thank you uh, for inviting me back, Paul. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it again. <laughs> it's flown. Okay. I can't yeah, believe yeah. we've done nearly three. Yeah. Yeah, for five hours. We've been talking for five hours. This is the, <laughs> <laughs> it's a long episode. Uh, we started on Sunday and it's now <laughs> actually Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Okie dokie. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Well, listeners, that's about all we've got time for. So we've learned quite a lot, I think, about Andy, about our likes and dislikes and our about our similarities and our differences. And we're not the same person. No, absolutely we're not. Yes, I'll see that now, Paul. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Why do you have to keep bringing it up? I'm sorry, Yeti Uncle John. Just you do say some ridiculous things. Thank you very much. Right. Okay, listeners, that's all we've got time for. Andy will be back again another day. We'll be back sooner. And uh, we've got plenty of episodes in the can. So, yeah, join us again soon. And, uh, yeah, okay. Bye-bye for now. Okay, bye now. Bye-bye. Sorry, Paul. I feel I'm to blame for, you know, some of the silly things that Yeti Uncle John said today. Uh, why? Why? What did you say? Well, I was joking. I mentioned the clone thing. And, uh, yes, Yeti Uncle John rather embraced it. He was rather excited about the idea. He seemed to think there might be some government conspiracy where you were cloned from one another or cloned... Oh, well, anyway. But, but, but we're quite clearly not the same person. Oh, <laughs> Thank you for um, uh, explaining, but uh, now Yeti Uncle John jumped to this conclusion all of his own because he is Yeti Uncle John. Yes, yes, well, I see that, but uh, anyway, it was nice to have Andy back. Yeah, it certainly was. It's always nice to uh, uh, to talk with Andy, and um, it's nice that we can do podcasting together because it means we get to, to, to talk more and that we get to know each other better, and it's very, very cool to have a birthday twin. Um, that's all I can say. But, uh, yes. And even nicer that my birthday twin can be on my podcast. Yes, Paul. Even my real brother only appears very occasionally. My birthday twin has been on twice in the same year. <laughs> yes, Paul. Oh, dear. Don't start some family arguments. No. No, I'm, I'm not trying to, but I'm just making a point. Maybe birthday twins ha- have even more bonds than an actual brother or sister. Well, it is very special. It is. Anyway, I can hear the theme music, so I should stop waffling. Okay, <laughs> I, I promise I'll try and explain to get Uncle John if he gets confused again. Thanks, Cromarty. Thank you very much. Oh dear, oh dear, that Yeti Uncle John. Oh dear, yes, he, he is uh, quite something. Oh, he is. He really is. It's been good, but yeah, definitely time to come home now. Wow, really? No kidding. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. Oh dear. <laughs> What's going on now? Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Let's go. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We 
have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. Uh, Paul, I feel bad. I feel stupid. You know, it's because you are bad and stupid, your Uncle John. Oh, charming. I'm teasing. Well, you're not bad, but I'm stupid. A little bit. Oh, dear. Look, Paul, I was going to make you an offer. I thought it would be nice. I thought that you and Andy, you might like to have some birthday twin merchandise. Oh, gosh. I can see where this is going. No, no. This is high-quality merchandise, Paul. None of those T-shirts where the paint's still wet. No, I've got these done special. You've got them done. You've got them made already. That's no pressure, then. No, no, I mean... I know uh, you, you and Andy, you know, you're the only people who would want birthday twin merch. But I thought you were guaranteed to want to, to purchase them. Well, what have you done? There's a, there's a uh, biro. One of them ones with, uh, you know, uh, where the picture, the top of the pen is translucent. And the picture slides. Yeah, it starts off with, with Andy at the top because he's like the, the superior of the twins. And then as you turn it, then he vanishes and you appear. Uh, as the lesser twin. Well, thanks, Getty Uncle John. Oh, yeah, I thought you'd like that. And and uh, what what colour ink? What, what colour what? Well, what colour ink is the biro? Oh, I think it might be translucent. Oh, so perfect for writing invisible messages then. Yeah, couldn't get blue or black. Too expensive. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, tra- tra- translucent. Yeah, uh, you can look at it with an IV lamp thing. Sounds perfect. What else? A mug, a mug, uh, has a face on it and then you pour hot water into the cup and the face changes. Okay, so whose face is on the mug when it's cold? Well, you, of course, because, you know, it's, uh, yeah, there, there you are, just just there on the mug, I, I can see. And then if I pour hot water on, your face will change and, and Andy's face will appear because uh, things are hotting up when uh, Birthday Twin shows up. You know, as the superior twin. What? But it is all this superior twin business. I, I mean, we 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 are birthday twins. We're both of equal importance. Yeah. Well, actually, that's your opinion, Paul. It's my opinion. Thanks. Any other merchandise? Well, I could have done a t-shirt, uh, but I thought, well, you, with your fluctuating weight, Paul, would you have fitted into a t-shirt? I I, I can fit into t-shirts. I, I can, yes. But I don't think I want one of your T-shirts. They've got such a bad reputation. Well, uh, the last one I made, uh, the paint didn't run. So I am improving. Uh, well, the paint didn't run, but the dye of the T-shirt kind of went into the skin of the person wearing the T-shirt. So they were like um, green. Their skin was green. But the the actual design... It didn't smudge or nothing. Sounds like you've got quite a lot of work to do with your T-shirts, Yeti Uncle John. So are you going to buy some merchandise? I'll have a word with Andy. He might like a mug with his face on or maybe a a pen that makes him appear. I I don't know. What about you, Paul? Uh, I'll think about it. But we've made these things. If you don't buy them, you'll get them as a birthday gift in your forthcoming big birthday well well then maybe i should just wait until till then then you know but uh, i was hoping for a quick turnaround of profit pool yeti uncle john it's time to finish the episode 
please go away. I have things to do. Oh, right, well, you, you, you'll you think about the merchandising. I will, I'll think about the merchandising, and I'll also think about other ideas for merchandising, and then I'll, I'll make them myself on Redbubble. Oh, who's advertising now? I'm the official merchandising person on this show, you know. So, so, so you keep telling me, please go away now. Oh, dear, this is quite a hostile environment. I'm leaving. That's probably a great idea. Uh, Andy, I'm very sorry if you're listening. This is what I get all the time with the Uncle John. I'm right here, Paul. I can hear exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I know you can. That's why I'm saying it. Say so maybe you learn. Oh, I won't learn. I will not learn. You're very certain of that, aren't you? Very certain, Paul. But I am going. Good, go. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for being my guest. Do apologise. Don't apologise for me. I already have. Right. Uh, Got to go now, listeners. Uh, I've got to have a lie down, I think. A very, very long lie down. Oh, dear, oh, dear. I'm just not appreciated on my own show. It's not your show. Sorry, listeners. Bye for now. I don't know, but sometimes this show is really weird. Um, I think we've only got two, two minutes. Yeah. Should we go, should we go out and come back once more? We don't have to do the four forty. We can just do it until we. Okay. Perhaps we'll do food, bit of food, and then we can sort of say goodbye. Or All right. Then. I, 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 I just, it'd be just been, be nice to say once we finish recording, say goodbye rather than oh, oh, we've got to go now. Bye. Sort of, so <laughs> if we just start another call, at least we can end on our Definitely. own terms, on our own terms, Definitely. not forced. So we'll, we'll end it now, and then we'll come back. Um, do you need See to you in a, a minute? Do you need more tea? No, or, in fact, no? I've still got I've still got half a cup left of this one, and it's still quite warm. So I think I don't know what I think. Maybe the um, the time people dragged sucked a bit of time out in that one. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I can't, yeah. I can't believe that's been forty minutes. I know. I know. I could eat my body weight in crisps every day.